0: into your riding leathers and throw that hair in a braid because on this episode, we're hopping on our dragons and diving into Iron Flame. This is the hotly anticipated sequel to the viral fourth wing by Rebecca Yaros, and there will be spicy language and literally so many spoilers. If this one is still on your to-be-read list, we'd strap on your daggers, alert your wing leader, and run over that parapet to another episode. Welcome back to Page
1: Rage. Welcome back to Page Rage. We dove into this book so we could get this recording done ASAP.
0: It came out at the time of recording. It came out on Tuesday. We are recording on Saturday. I just finished it yesterday, and I was in just. Have you seen that meme of New York from I Love New York, where she's just sitting in the couch? Oh my just, god! <laughs> <laughs> that, was a that, was, that was me last night <laughs> in dead silence. Yes,
1: I could just. I see was
0: because <laughs> I just needed a minute. Once I knew Cat finished, I was, <laughs> I was just literally texting her screenshots with like annotations, like what the fuck. I was just so mad. So again, there will be spoilers. So this is your last time to get out of here because we are talking about Anything and everything. And we know some people, well, a lot of people are still working through this book.
1: As it is messy, it is is a really long, (laughs) it is a large tome. Yeah. I will say, I'm hoping this isn't going to go the route of Crescent City where we're going (gasps) to end up with like 1,900 pages. pages. (laughs) Calm
0: it down. Calm it down. Yeah, I don't know. I just need to be prepared. They got to tell us like ahead of time so I can mentally prepare when I'm going to read this book. Also, I don't know if you got to watch the interview that Rebecca Yaros did at the Barnes and Nobles Midnight Release. I have to talk about this fun fact about Taryn because it has just made my whole life. And for any of you who follow us on Instagram, we currently have a giveaway going where we are going to give away mm-hmm. some of the sprayed edge fourth wings. And we have one that is signed. They're- Iron Flame. What did I say fourth wing? <laughs> Iron <laughs> Flame, guys. Just kidding. It's Iron Flame. But we asked everybody to tell us who their favorite or least favorite character is. And I swear to God, 90% of like the 80 people so far who have said something, it's, it's Taryn. Fun yeah. fact about Taryn is he is actually based on her 12-year-old bulldog who did pass away, but his name was was diesel and she said he was just like this grumpy curmudgeon she's like he had big like get off my lawn energy <laughs> um Aww. so grumpy taron who we all love is based on an english bulldog and it made my whole day and i'm barney has a dragon costume it is golden so it's more Andarna. i might have to put him in that
1: uh i mean taron is like, the end all be all in this in this book there there's no way he isn't everybody's favorite he and he like shone in this mm-hmm. book i'll tell you that but Let's get into it. Iron Flame, the long-awaited second installment in Rebecca Yarros's Empyrean series, came out November 7th, and everybody went cray. Violet Soringale has survived her first year at Basgioth War College, and her second year isn't going to be any easier. It's a fucking crazy-ass college, I'm telling you. Vi's schedule consists of kidnappings, interrogations, and starting a revolution— That doesn't even include the massive Venom threat that is beyond their borders and no one is acknowledging. Shit gets real in this book and takes us on a serious dragon ride. All right, Ash, rage or rave?
0: This was definitely a rave. Yeah, it was definitely
1: a rave. I have to say this last one was a three. I gave this one a four. I did too. I think it was a very strong four. I really enjoyed it. I think she stepped her game Mm -hmm. up in this one.
0: I would definitely agree. I think that there is a very different, different approach between this first one and the second book. Like the first book was kind of like a trashy guilty pleasure reads with dragons, mm-hmm. right? But it was just like this quick nonsense read with like so many elements that we had seen before. And I said this in my review too, but this book in my eyes solidified her in her presence in this genre.
1: I also noticed a change in her writing. You said it perfectly, how it was like a guilty pleasure mm-hmm. and she didn't know if it was going to actually hook people and then when it hooked people she was like all right now i gotta do Mm -hmm. what moss does and start throwing in a bunch of different threads and start leaving things out because then she has to start twisting things along the way and i really like the writing more in this one than i did in the last one i agree
0: i I think there was just a lot more substance in this book thank god Mm because it was 700 pages but i'm curious if that is going to lose her people in this fandom or gain people because i'm curious if people who really loved the first one are gonna be feel differently about the second one whereas we enjoyed the first one it was a great read Mm -hmm. to get us out of like reading Mm slumps and things like that but like this was a heavy hitter in my opinion so i'm just curious what the vibe and mood around this book is going to be.
1: I don't know. But the dialogue, I freaking hmm. loved the oh dialogue in this there book. There were so
0: many things that I was taking screenshots of because I like to take a screenshot of it so I can like highlight it or call it out later. But there were so many, oh, so many great lines in this one.
1: Mostly from Tarn.
0: Yes, Taryn is... <laughs> his, his one. Um, incredible, as usual.
1: I will say I still sometimes struggle with her descriptions. I'm not fully grasping some things. Like, remember in the last one, The Gauntlet, I was like, I'm not really sure what was going on in The Gauntlet. But on this one, I still was trying to get, a, like, a at the end with the Wardstone, and I was trying to get a clear picture, and I'm not fully grasping it as much as I want to. Sometimes I think, like, J.K. Rowling, when you are in... Mm-hmm. Hogwarts like you can see mm-hmm. Hogwarts and it's just it's so easy to bring to life. This one, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I'm not fully grasping the whole background setting. The only thing I really did get was when they went to go to the Luminary. Mm-hmm. That one I saw perfectly.
0: Yeah, cuz we were in like <laughs> <I got it. laughs> the, the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> like oh, i like
1: got it. What's up guys? Like that's what it was. I pictured him as Jeff Goldblum yeah. from <laughs> yeah, The like, Stranger that's the vibe.
0: We got I- I think that's interesting because actually the first couple chapters, she was getting almost a little too descriptive for me about some things. But I do agree. I think there were a couple moments where I had to kind of go back and try and reread because I'm I'm trying to understand what exactly is happening here. But I feel like she actually did start as a fantasy writer, didn't get picked up, and then like flipped into romance. And so I think maybe after this book, it'll kind of help her really sink back into the way the writing styles, the way you have to write for the genre. So I'm hoping by the third one, maybe some of that will dissipate. It'll be a little bit clearer. How did you feel about Violet? I know you love you some Violet. I did actually really like her in this book. I did like her in the first one too. She's just such a different main character because we don't really see main Mm -hmm. characters, again, with chronic illness that are just badass and killing people and... (laughs) There are some things that we'll get into that drove me a little bit crazy with her. But Mm -hmm. what I liked about her character in this book is even in the first one, we weren't seeing herself rely on her wit and her cleverness. And even her physical abilities as much until we got towards the end, she was relying on poisons and making sure her opponents could be weaker before she had to go against them. In this book, we barely see the poisons and things. She's definitely a lot more confident in her own abilities in moments where she's completely thrown off, doesn't even have things wrapped up. And is like, well, we're just going to do it. Like I've done worse at this point. Basically, she's like, I pledged, whatever, let's do this. (laughs) 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 I see this as like a minority Greek world, just with you're not really throwing people off of bridges in our in our world but that's that's kind of where i went here i liked seeing her self-reliance improve what about you violet is
1: not my favorite character i don't dislike her i like how she built out the character i liked that like you said she's kind of settled into her own and kind of has gained confidence in what she knows. I do like that Yaros does that, but also writes moments where she's reminded that she's still like only 20 years old and kind of a child in a child mindset, because I think that was probably my favorite part of the book is while I like Violet, I don't like picture perfect heroines. I want something where it's like, hold, hold the phone. Like Mm -hmm. you're still a youngest sibling. You're still my child. You're still 20, kind of not making the right right decisions but you're battling it through and i and i think that was my favorite part about violet is that i love that she's still like she's still only 20 years old and still dealing with this 21
0: still and she is not perfect and she's very messy and she's making a lot of mistakes that other people would make at 20 21 years old and i think it's very human this character is very human, and i agree she's also I did not know this, but both Rebecca Yarrows and four of her... She has six children. Let's talk about that. Four of her six kids oh. all have a chronic illness. I do not remember the name of it. I, I know she said it a couple times, so I don't want to misspeak. She speaks from a place of lots and lots of knowledge. Four boys with a chronic illness. So like props and hats off. Well, her. and you
1: know what? That makes me love Violet even more because you can tell it's a love letter to mm-hmm. her kids. And to her, have the herself. Main character. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, did you expect – so let's get into part one. This is broken up into two parts, so we'll break it up this way. Um, But did you expect this to start literally like days, hours after Fourth Wing ended?
1: Um. No, I actually thought it was going to be a couple months later, or like at least six months. But I'm glad it started where it did. Like, there's no breaks. <laughs> like, they don't have a summer break. <laughs> I didn't expect it, but I'm glad it happened. What about you? Yeah,
0: it was definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely an interesting place to pop back into because you're like, oh, we're we're in it. Like, things with her and Zayden are not good. They just lost Liam. They haven't even set foot back at Bastia mm-hmm. yet. We have no clue what's about to happen. I was like, oh. Nothing has been resolved. Okay, okay. So we're just right in the right in the thick of it.
1: <laughs> I also really liked that they were still there, and she was acknowledging Liam. It wasn't just like a comb mm-hmm. of him, oh, like a moment yeah. of like she was really recognizing because not for nothing, Liam was
0: devastating. Yeah. He was the most devastating. Truly, death. <laughs> truly. I'm still not okay. I still, not I won't well. be okay through this no. whole series without him. I just won't be okay. I'm not well. No, uh,
1: we'll talk about that later when he pops back up.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: then they go back to Basquiat. What did you think was going to happen?
0: <laughs> well, I didn't. I think they were just going to be able to land and just like roll into their ceremony, like their little graduation ceremony. Like everything was fine. Uh, so I was, I think it went much better than I was anticipating. I was definitely uh, anticipating a scuffle or two. Obviously, we know there were some longer-lasting effects of what happened because there were some people who knew exactly what happened to them, but the vast majority didn't. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting moment. I was like, oh god. I was like, oh, well, we have a lot of book left. So hopefully, she doesn't die right here. <laughs> have to say their timing was
1: impeccable i i mean you could only do that in fiction like nobody's timing is that perfect in real life like come on reading the, Read death, roll. the death roll and they're like
0: surprise <laughs> we're, <laughs> <Hello>. it's me <laughs> Once we're back at Basquiat, we are, obviously, we have a few more deaths here and there. But other than, oh, you know, and like half of the third squad just gets literally eviscerated uh, at the ceremonies. I actually think that was a really good moment because it reminded us of the book that we're reading. Because for a second there, we were like, oh, yeah, woo! And then we're like, oh, fuck, we're not at Hogwarts, so we're at War College. This school is crazy. Like, this school is actually insane. (laughs)
1: I when I was reading this and they were throwing out characters and I was like, I don't remember this character, like Nadine and Sierra. I would look one up and then literally like four seconds later they died. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, I was like, who are these people? I don't remember. And then I look them, and then yep. they died. And I was like, I'm just going to stop mm-hmm. doing this because everybody's dying. Later on in the book, when the Griffins come in and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all school? Mm-hmm. No, we don't do this. Like, I don't know why more people are not siding with this. That sounds completely logical. And but let's like, are we desensitized? Mm-hmm. Like, is this too cruel? I'm like, bitch, yes. Your second year is now interrogations. Like you're getting tortured. Oh, my <laughs>
0: yeah, man. I'd be pissed too. Though. I'm not going to lie. It's a... Uh, but like, think about it, they're in a bubble. On. Like in this country of Navarre, that's all they have. They're just that. They don't have anything to compare it to. So they they have no clue that this is insane. This is just what it is. Sloan. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Roe and Jess and I are in a group chat and Jess and I were reading Iron Flame. Roe was finishing fourth wing. So she got to the point where Liam, rest in peace. And Roe texts as we're like in the midst of the Sloan like mess, like hot mess. She dying, almost dying every two seconds. And Roe was like, I bet she's a badass. And
0: me and Jess like side texted. We like, <laughs> she is a train wreck. I think we all thought that. <laughs> we all thought Sloan yeah. was coming in and was going to cartwheel down the parapet. No. No. Mm-mm. Nope, she is not that. Uh, I also blame Liam, RIP, because yes. you know she's coming into this college. What are you doing? Not training uh, your sister.
1: I guess, like, not as well as him because he was great, but, like, at least the basics. She didn't no. even have the basics no. down. And I am so tired of you and your attitude because mm-hmm. you were uh, like 0.5 seconds away from death every single Imogen was saying everything mm-hmm. that was coming mm-hmm. in my head. She was like, she was the, the, the voice fuck up. of
0: reason throughout this entire book. Yes. So. She held everyone accountable. And I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ma'am. I have the attitude of a writer but none of the (laughs) ma'am i'm gonna
1: need you to slow it down slow it
0: down (laughs) you're gonna end up dead if not for all these people that you yeah i'm like you can't be cocky at least until you make it through the threshing second years you're allowed to be cocky if you make it through your whole first year you may be cocky and whatever but no she was not there yet she
1: cannot walk into mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Like, get her out of mm-hmm. here.
0: I did appreciate though that Damn. at least Violet was like, "I'm not getting to know any of these people until they actually cross." Like, I'm just gonna cross. I go right into my belt. <laughs> <what I> <laughs> like, same. I mean, the same parapet, and Violet, the and same. Like, I don't want to get to know them until they cross either. I don't care. Um, yeah. but, but no, I, I at least agree. At least appreciate that we didn't have to get to know a bunch of new people just to watch them die. It, there were still so many moments where I was like, "I don't want to turn this page," because I swear to God, Rebecca, I'm coming for you if you kill this person. Off. I was, there was a couple moments where I was like, this is
1: getting monotonous. Mm-hmm. Like every other paragraph, somebody, di- I was like, okay, I was getting desensitized. I was like, yeah, I'm basically mm-hmm. at this war college. I was going to be pissed if Riddick Ooh, went. I was like, I'm not going okay to be okay with this.
0: And for anybody who wants spoilers and is listening, like he doesn't die. Thank
1: yeah, you. we need to have a Ron uh-huh. in there, mm-hmm. so he has to make it.
0: Again, this
1: was the moment that like Violet's like thought process was not going with my thought process, but whatever. Do you think it was okay for Violet to shut out her squad after coming back and learning all of the things with the venom and whatever from Zayden and not really tell them what was happening, especially with how trustworthy and close they were? How did you feel about that? Because I have feelings.
0: I understand why she did it, and I get she was trying to protect them because obviously the secret could get you killed. This point of what she has been through with this squad of people, I know there are some things she could not say because of Zayden and it would put his life at risk, but at least telling them about the venom being out there and how Liam really died, I think she owed them at least that. Even if they couldn't fully believe her, I think they would have trusted her word. It probably would have taken them some time to Mm -hmm. absorb that this is true. I think she learned a lot about trust in this book and- who she can open up to and, and not. And we see that by the end of the book, like that squad is the Iron Squad.
1: I was getting very frustrated with her because it was like she was trying to shut that out, but she was shutting almost everything Mm -hmm. out and again Imogen came in and was like Mm -hmm. when she said just because Zayden has that belief doesn't mean you have to have that belief I was like thank you for that Imogen just because he's doing something doesn't mean you have to do it girl like you can separate you with your man I know he's like a shadow daddy and hot as shit so it was very frustrating to me especially because I think if she didn't want to tell Riddick or Sawyer or whatever but Rhiannon definitely deserved to know like she was a ride or die from the jump in my opinion I think
0: so too and that's what I'm
1: saying and I think she should have done it because was out there. I was very annoyed by that. I was yeah. like, bitch, if her her, if her family dies, that's on your ass. I'm ready to put you yeah. on that.
0: What she was doing was no better than what her mom did with her and her siblings, but it took her a while and some some things. She had to go through some things in this book to realize what was happening. Mm-hmm. So we saw the growth. It was there. Let's talk about that. Daddy Zaden. What did you think about his character arc in this book? I don't
1: know how I felt about him by the end of the book. I thought he was also doing the same thing that Violet's mom was doing at certain times like holding all this information in and and i'm thinking you guys strung up general lilith for this but you know doing the same thing but that's hypocritical i did really appreciate the letters he was writing her and the bits and pieces so that i really like getting more depth from him and i love that he talks about garrick and him and then i like the moment where you saw them like Mm -hmm. sparring and he is like you're Mm -hmm. slow he was like, "How do I get faster?" He's like, "Move faster." I was like, That's the yeah, guy, yeah. like, be, be faster. faster, like, just duh. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up liking him more, I think, in this one than I did the last one. Because in the last one, I was like, okay, Reese, mm-hmm. part two, mm-hmm. calm down. But this one, I liked a little bit more layers with him. And when she asked him about his mom, and he was like, I don't know, she ran off when I was 10. I was like, oh, she gonna head, but, oh she's going to be 100%. And she's going to be
0: something, mm-hmm. some kind of force of something. So That's, yeah.
1: that's what yeah. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's the yes. head Venom. Mage, sage. She's someone. like the general. Yeah. She's like yeah. the mayor of Venomville <laughs> yeah. or something.
0: The mayor, not the mayor of Venomville. Inville, everyone. The mayor of <laughs> Yes, that is uh, Shatter Daddy's mom. Yes. Yeah. that's I, <laughs> I like hope it's called to that, that, too. It. She is the mayor of
1: I picture her as, like, Lena Headley. Mm. Lena uh, Headley. Of you know, actual Lena Headley. Not Lena Headley Cersei, but, like, the dark hair with the tats. Yeah. That's how I yeah. picture her.
0: Yeah. Like, she was in mm-hmm. uh, Mortal Instruments. Uh, Back to Shatter <laughs> Daddy's Aiden. <laughs> yes. What did you think about his art? I really liked his character growth in this book first book he was zaddy zayden he was our emo shadow daddy out on the parapet with his hair flick and his snow patrol this book i think she actually reversed the trope and she kind of went left from where everyone else would have Mm -hmm. gone and zayden yes he did drive me crazy because he was still playing a little bit of a game that thank god they worked through but with the i'll tell you if you ask the right questions bullshit that's what my dad does too and i'm like god (laughs) <laughs> oh no. What I really enjoyed about this one is he leveled up in terms of the way he was approaching this. He was like, I am going to drag you kicking and screaming into a real adult relationship and we are going to talk about things and we are not going to just fizzle out and die. Like we are going to be end game. Like he was very determined. Cuz it was a very big shift between mm-hmm. book 1 and here and I loved it. And I don't think we see enough of this in this kind of genre. Reese would never like we, we've all seen what's happened with Reese and I'm still upset about it. You know what I mean? We just don't see them the mains and these kind of like fantasy esque settings, do something like that.
1: Again, Yaros did a really good job adding, she was like, oh, this is going to be mm-hmm. a real thing. I have to level up on my main guy and not make him the wreath mm-hmm. of everything. And he is still emo yeah. as fuck. Oh, yeah. I will say that. He is
0: still... There's depth in him. Though. It's not as bad. I feel like he's grown <laughs> into a, like an actual man in this book. I like the letters and
1: the notes yes. at the top of the thing. I, I just liked it when he talked about his childhood because yeah. I think anytime she, a main guy talks about his kids it's like a whole different ball game like they're not just like Mm -hmm. sprung out of like the earth fully formed you know he was like me and garrick have known each other since they were eight and in my head i was like picturing these little like uh, ridiculous eight-year-old boys like beating each other up it's so cute (laughs) i I definitely liked him more than most of the fantasy leads there are out there outside of rune because he and lucian he like blew past reese there was yeah. growth. No patrolling all over Growth there. and yes. movement and maturity, and I was like, "Thank you, Yaros." Yeah, when he was like up on the roof, and I was like, staring
0: "Oh, I had is. to have a he moment." The oh, there is. it is, staring in the distance. Your email, we get it. It's cute, but he knew what was going on with Violet, and he was trying to work through them with her instead of just telling her you were acting insane. This is not Shadow Daddy Zayden from Fourth Wing. Like, His communication
1: was yeah. much better in this one, except for the part where he was like, right I button. wanted to so punch him like, in the face. What yeah, are we? I was like,
0: I hate that. I yeah, hate that. Uh, that mm, no. Well, since we're here anyway, how did you feel about the relationship between violence and Zayden in Iron Flame? Did you think they were going to make it through this separation of literally being in two completely different spots eight hours away? I
1: mean, were they really <laughs> I don't even count that. I think she's she was in love with him. And even though she didn't want to like say those words, I was with Zayden. I was like, bitch, we yeah. all know you are. And he knows literally you are. Everyone. And he feels the same yeah. way. The dude who just fell off he the knew. carpet knew. And he Everybody know he knows. Him. I think they just loved each other so much. Again, that chemistry and whatever, they were going to make it it, their Mm endgame. It is what it is. I was reading some things where people were like, the new Eric, the little prince. And I was like, really? Really? No. Or even Dane. No. No. Dane's a brother at best. Come on, guys. Let's not do that. There's zero chemistry. I think, again, they're working through it. I'll give him. He's... He's more mature than some of my 37-year-old millennial men out here. So more power to you. Eric
0: is going to end up with someone like Sloan because there need to be... He needs to end up with somebody from the rebellion. That's like the whole point. Like he needs to end up with one of those hundred and whatever kids. No,
1: The only one I would have given them... If he was still alive, yeah. it would have been Liam. That he would have been have the been only the one, one who I would have been like. He 100%. would have been the one, but
0: he I would guess. have been. That's that's one. the only one I would have given. Him. I full heartedly agree. And well, what was I going to say? In terms of violence and Zayden, yes, their relationship drove me insane. I think we drew out this argument a little bit too long but I did appreciate Mm -hmm. that they finally got through it at the end and they got through it when it actually mattered because if they had gone into this final battle and we're still doing this, like we see in every other effing series, I would have been so mad. And I also really liked Imogen in this too when she was holding Violet accountable and she was like, if you wanted a normal relationship, you would not be with him. Like, let's be real. So voice of reason. Uh, So this was one of the moments that Ashley texted me.
1: Jack Barlow, chapter 25, ladies and gents. He is back in action, which is bullshit. Did you expect that? I know you didn't. Tell me your moment. Tell me when it happened. I'm still
0: angry. Like, I wish you all could see my face because I am still really fucking mad. Like, I am so angry about this. And I will never forgive you for this, Rebecca Yaros. I will never forgive you. I am born in the year of the dragon. And Taryn said it. Dragons hold grudges. So I don't think this needed to happen. I understand kind of why it did. Loathe and despise him. And the audacity to bring back Jack and not baby angel Liam. Like, Mm -hmm. if we were going to do this, why couldn't we have brought back Liam, let him do his angry Strigoi thing, you know, and then, like, bring bring him back on in? Like, why couldn't we just do that? Why did it have to be Jack? Why is Jack the flaming hot garbage that we chose to bring back i'm still very angry like i was sitting upstairs john was watching football i don't even know how to explain my reaction he was just like are you okay because <laughs> i think i was just like ah! <laughs> i'm still in just dis- complete disbelief what about you i'm still mad about it
1: you know i just don't see a purpose uh-uh. in it at all like i don't uh-uh. i don't even understand it because again like if if we were doing that if there is a mender if nolan can do that and if we can mend it i don't see why we don't have a mender trying to do that with liam but at this point, I'm I mean, he's like rotting in the ground. Well, yeah, that's Very the thing depressing. is
0: Jack became a venom before he died. He was just in there, like yeah, dehydrated under. I just stone
1: again. He's like a a really flat bad guy. There is no, no reasoning behind his anger. He's just pissed. But I just felt like I was like, all right, so what are we doing with him? And again, he saved her, and that uh, nothing Which is making why?
0: sense. Like that also. Why did we have this moment where he saves her? Like, before we get to part two, he literally saves her from falling out of a tower and then they were like oh he was looking at her with like soft eyes i was like what like what is happening you know what i thought for i was like i was like what if liam's like spirit is somehow in jack's body what if they like frankenstein him and it's like liam inside of jack
1: i mean i did like how she brought back liam in the interrogation when she was getting tortured when he said i started crying when she was like stay with me and he was like i will always and i was like oh my god snape what is happening i was not well yaris you better figure out it way to bring Liam back he's just we need
0: him I guess we'll see. Mm. I don't know. But here is what really got me is after the audacity of page 239 where Yaros decided to (laughs) tell us, oh, just kidding, Jack is back. Then she gives us like a sex scene with Violet and Zayden that we had been like, will they, won't they, will they, won't we for like 200 pages already. And I was like, I don't forgive you for Jack just because you threw us a bone here. Like, I don't forgive you. I see what you're trying to do, lady. How (laughs) we finally got some spice like minutes after this happened. How did you think this book, Spicy stacked up against the, all the sizzle from fourth wing.
1: Well, it was kind of hard on the first one. I'm like not in the mood. If I was Violet, I'd be more worried. The man who spent his whole time trying to kill me last year. Yes. He's back. I, never, I can't. I was like, I'm not in the mood. The one that was really good was the one in the throne room. That was room. good. I'm, other than that, I wasn't. I'm not <laughs>
0: impressed. Zayn and your whatever. Like, no, the throne room was very good. I think that was probably the spiciest and hottest scene in this whole book.
1: All I'm thinking at one point, I was like, I wonder how many people died while y'all were having sex.
0: Like, that's what I was <laughs> 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 like, I also just thought it was funny how many times they were interrupted and it's always your friends and, and It's like, please put whatever parts away that are inserted and in other. I like when people aren't impressed by Zayden, like, you know, and, like, don't and all them, them, they're like, they're like, <laughs> like no, 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 I don't care. No, Zayden, you're not like hot shit. Uh, I also liked Mira yes. and Brennan, how they reacted with um, Zayden, too, where they were just like, uh, she's going to stay hey. in my room if she misses one class. Like, it's just so funny <laughs> the way they are with them. Well...
1: Uh, one thing that's driving me mm-hmm. insane and I thought I had read over it or something. And I know I love Garrick more than literally anybody who's ever <laughs> read this book. Why haven't we heard what his signet is? He is the only one that's still like a secret at this point am I wrong? I feel like his is going to have to do something with these runes because since his dragon's really good at finding them, I'm wondering if he's good at making them. I don't know. But it's driving me insane.
0: I was trying to think on it. I'm like, what could it be? Just I was using Violet the way she was trying to figure out Zayden's second signet. And I was like, what could it be? Because it's going to be something that he needs, something that would be useful to like Zayden. I really I, I have no idea. Maybe we'll find out in the third book. I feel like we have to. How how could we not at that point? They're Yeah. He's going to have the spirit. He's going to be the the spirit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Bring him back. He's going to imbibe whatever it is with the spirit. She's leaving some loose
0: ends because she's got to figure out who's going to have the Mm -hmm. cure for the venom. Here's my biggest question
1: Which one do you think is worse? The first year with the parapet and the gauntlet and not getting killed at the threshing, or year two with the interrogations and dropping you in the woods
0: and having to figure it out? And may the odds be ever in your favor? Yeah, I would take year one over Mm -hmm. the interrogation. of year two i don't care about getting dropped in the middle of nowhere and with maps and trying to figure that out like i that's fine that's i am totally comfortable with that but the interrogations i am so uncomfortable with the fact that they actually put people their students through that which i understand why they do and i know when you're going in through like cia training and you know all these special forces and things like these are things that you do have to do but oh my god it just, like, amazes me
1: that they're like, well, if they die, they die. But you killed them. Yeah, It's not like they were eaten by a dragon or something. Like, yeah. you're causing this. That's what was driving me crazy. If you're interrogating them and they just hit somebody in the kidney enough times, so no matter how big they are, they're going to have an yeah. issue.
0: Like- yeah, that, that interrogation room the first time when she had her entire squad with her was rough. But I did love seeing how strong they are together. And they were literally banded in the 13. They were like, we do not yield. <laughs> Get out of here.
1: My favorite is Riddick. The key is in the fridge. And they're like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's so good like I'm glad we got more Riddick in this in this one because I enjoy him immensely I know a lot of people really liked him in the first one because he's just funny but we got more from him in this one they literally (laughs) just outsmarted them and got out of there and then their professor was like oh hello well here's your iron squad path Mm -hmm. but then the second time we see Violet being interrogated it is for reals it's for realsies she doesn't have anyone with her Except obviously the spirit of Liam somehow is there with her, comforting her. And she is literally, I I was like, she's going to die. They're going to have to bring her back somehow. But Dane's going to reach into the shadow realm and like bring her back. But I was like, she's dying. And then Dane walks in. Where did you think we were going when we see Dane coming in and uh, Violet is literally just like all of her life force is dripping out of her? Honestly,
1: (laughs) I don't hate Dane. I didn't hate Dane at the end of it. I didn't hate Dane this time. I think he made poor choices because he loved his father so much and he's just like a ridiculous rule follower and and an idiot. When he walked in the first time and he was like very by the Mm -hmm. book, like you're not allowed to do this because of A, B, and C. I was like, he's going to break the rules and help her out. Like she's already mad. He misses Mm -hmm. his best friend. Did I see her sending all the memories to him? I did not see that coming. I did love that part. I thought that was ingenious. I was like, good for you, Violet. That was a very smart move. Byerson or something like that. He was a sociopath straight up. And I was like, if even Violet said if Car is training me and he's training Dane. What the fuck is he putting yeah. Dane through? Can you even imagine? Ugh. I mean,
0: look at what he was trying to pull him into. Like, he's like, this is a casual yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So. I felt like we were getting a Dane redemption. We, we knew it was, was, was coming.
1: Yeah, I knew it was going to happen at some point. I did not expect that to be the breakout but i am actually really glad it was that he helped her and i think that was another step in the direction of doing the right thing even if it was goes against everything he believed in i don't know if i thought she was gonna die there but i just loved how she wrote that scene out because you think about it like you're like Mm -hmm. near death and you're just talking to Mm -hmm. your dead friend like hey Mm-hmm. Stay with me
0: man. It was like I Harry was per- when I thought, he was I literally was really like perfect. don't leave yeah. me with you know everybody around him. And I was like oh. mm-hmm. I know yeah. I was crying. Uh,
1: what did you think was going to happen when Jane walked in?
0: Well, like you said, I knew the redemption arc was coming. We see him trying to help her throughout the book. So you know he's trying to figure out a way to get back in her good graces, but he doesn't have the whole story. So he doesn't even really understand why she's so upset with him. I did not like him at the end of the last book because I was like how would you just rat out your friends like that? I don't don't care if you're a rule follower or not and you haven't been friends in like 10 years, you don't send someone to their death like that just for funsies just because your dad is like, woo. <laughs> like, no, there has to be a line where you're like, No, that actually isn't okay. So in this book, we definitely find out that he did not have all of the information. He kind of innocently passed some information that he didn't even realize was going to lead to that. So I will give him a pass. So I I will say I did not like him at the end of the last book, but I was open to the fact that there was going to be an explanation. And the explanation made sense to me, so I will allow him to survive. (laughs) Um, But when he came in, I was like, this is going to be the moment. Either he's going to go fully dark side and Violet's going to die and somebody's going to have to bring her back. She's going to be a Venom strigoy or he's gonna rescue her, and this is how she's gonna get out, you know. But basically, both him, Zayden and her mom were all kind of getting there like around the same time. So she would have gotten out of there in one way or the other. Glad she killed that asshole on the way out, though. That's for sure. I honestly thought that they
1: were gonna open the door and Jack. Oh, for fuck I, I was like, like no, that's what I thought. I was like, oh god! I was like, Jack came back wrong. Something. It was happening. like he served his purpose. I he, thought he like be came him.
0: back, then he saved her life, and then it was just quiet. And so I was like, mm, what are we doing with this? how is it that her mom is in this damn college and has no idea what the fuck is going on general where are your little sparrows why don't you know anything that's happening you are a general madam Uh,
1: Lilith, i'm gonna need i need (gasps) a little bit of nepotism at some point (laughs) just a little bit
0: okay well this brings us basically into part two so essentially violet is saved she is definitely near death dane goes into wing leader formation, calls everybody you know in for another briefing and basically makes the entire college decide where do they lie? Where do their loyalties lie? Are you going to come with us and try to save everyone and fight against the, the actual threat that's out there? Or are you going to stay here with your mm-hmm. head in the sand? Basically half, <laughs> a giant portion of the college, including professors, leave with them um, and they end up basically joining the rebellion. Welcome to the rebellion. And we have entered too. Did you expect as many as many writers to leave Baski out or Did you think it was just going to be like her, her squad and a couple others? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like <laughs> sometimes think about it. Sometimes these books, they're like, let's go, and they do this like rousing speech, oh, and, like, <laughs> and then it's like twelve people who leave. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh fuck.
1: <laughs> I do like that that many left. I thought it was it was necessary it in order to keep this yeah. moving because because you can't have a whole rebellion of four people <laughs> I really liked that when the professors. And what is it, Professor Corey? He was like, "No, I'm just here yeah. for the dragons." Like,
0: <laughs> I get it.
1: And you know I what? I get that. that. I get that. He's the one that's going to be out living. Oh, in the yeah, world. like that's where he his happy place is. So I understand why he stayed. I just want to mm-hmm. hang out with the dragons. I really thought that was adorable. But, I mean, they had to have at least half in order to... They had to have the squad. They mm-hmm. had to have fucking Sloane. God knows she was no help.
0: <laughs> they had to have Eric, prince. the prince. Uh, yeah. Prince Eric. I love that some of her favorite professors flew and, like, Jacenya. Yes. Like, all, all of her ride or dies, yeah. they actually showed up and they were like, oh, no, we're going with you. Like, yeah. out. Like the little scribe, Jacenya. Yeah. So, I love her. She, yeah. She's
1: a jam. So what are your thoughts on said rebellion and the assembly with Hawk Nose and uh, I, Felix? I'm always like. very
0: of the rebellion leadership, I think Hunger Games and some of these other books have like scarred me because they end up kind of being Terrible, also. So, I don't know. At first, I was like, guys, there's no point here. We know that there's venom and they're bad guys, but I just feel like they were just running around like chickens with their heads cut off. There was no purpose. There was no point. I was like, well, we're in a rebellion. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing in this rebellion? And I don't think we really figured that out for a while, you know, because I was like, cool, we're in a rebellion, but what is the rebellion about?
1: I just want to say, not one person in this rebellion is a Virgo. They would have strained Thank everything you. out. Because
0: I was like, <laughs> What, what is our mission statement y'all what are we rebelling against because right now it's just like teenagers rebelling against mom but I'm not wrong like it felt like we were just no. lost in the wind for a minute there but the, I guess that is a Virgo thing I'm just like can you just imagine Ashley in the background <laughs> she's like
1: guys there needs to be rules set in place I need questions answered violence over here chasing after Zayden <laughs> Brendan don't know what's going on yeah. what are we, we doing we're surrounded
0: <laughs> by bloodthirsty killers we need some structure Ooh. this is gonna go astray.
1: Like, this is- I just want you to know, to know Ashley's uh, dragon would be the same exact way. Her dragon would be the secretary
0: of the yes, dragon imperial. She would. She, I don't know. She would be black, but she'd probably flare hot pink when she got upset or something like <laughs> wait, somebody's got to lead this rebellion because nothing is fucking happening. So anyway, that's how I feel about it. I felt it was very unorganized. And I didn't know what we were doing. And nobody seemed to know what we were doing. I thought it was interesting.
1: We have these adults. Yes. Actual adults who are in here. And obviously, they're somehow... Beholden to Zayden because I guess he's like a prince or whatever. Which a I was dupe. like, oh, of course I think it was a, he ended up being a
0: duke. Mm,
1: yeah, eye roll. <laughs> really a little ridiculous because he was like doing that villain thing where he was like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna burn mm-hmm. the world to burn save you. Down. Like fuck yeah. the rebellion. As long as she's okay, and I'm like, you would never do that. I was like, come on, guys. Like let's let's find a happy medium in here. And I also was really annoyed that the adults were like really falling to the whim of this 21 year old kid. I was like, somebody has to take charge. Brennan, no. I don't think is that much older. He's probably in his mid 20s at that. I mean, I'm not a Virgo, and even I was like, "There's no purpose." Yeah, it's like Basquiat yeah. 2.0, and started the whole thing, which I think they were a much better teachers. Yeah. Felix was like, "I don't know where the fuck you you oh, you learned god that." One. He, he was my favorite. Thought
0: Violet, something. Oh my god, learning literally nothing except just how many times can you hit something with lightning? But there was no structure. He
1: was absolutely hilarious, and he was like, "So you're useless," and she was like, "No,
0: I'm not. I'm one of the strongest." like yeah, yeah. He was very unimpressed. He was like, "So you're a yeah,
1: literally." Literally, <laughs> your fireworks. Cool. So uh they basically just made Basquia 2.0, which okay, these they're children and they need to get it together. But honestly, I think there needed to be a leader outside of Zayden. Like, I, I really think we need... Yaros is going to have to pick, like, a yeah. real adult to make this happen. So I just need, like, yeah. Dumbledore to, like, just come on in here. I, I'm sorry. Zayden, I need that. a real adult mm-hmm. who's, like, mm-hmm. thinking, you know, like, I just need somebody who's like, hey, we need to get things yeah. done. Like, I need a Virgo. But I, I just think there needs to be at least one person. It, that's not to, Zayden's like,
0: real house. I'm not saying he is not great at what he does. No. And he can't like lead his squad and do all these things but he cannot run a rebellion and a country and unify nations like that is not his strength that's not ever going to be his strength, so
1: again like i said in the first one garrick would yeah. be great for that and then zayden's the one on the front line like yeah. but i just need an
0: actual goal yeah. in there to like yeah. get things together i, I wholeheartedly so. agree we need we need somebody we need something
1: so the Griffin flyers come in full force with their little squads and their adorable little griffins. And we get a lot more interaction between them and the dragons. So we got we actually get a lot more information about them, which I really was hoping for. What are your thoughts on them, especially Cat and Marin, cat with a C, mm-hmm. not cat with a yeah, C.
0: Her name's with like me. And Marin, who actually liked us? I like that we got to see more of the Griffin um, flyers and them interacting with all the riders. And I thought it was a really interesting hodgepodge of chaos. The riders learned a lot from the flyers and I think vice versa, but they also saw how the flyers actually supported each other. Not that the dragon riders didn't, but it was still very much of like a, oh, well, my squad person is dead. Whereas the flyers were like, okay, we're going to combine our strengths. And make sure everybody's outfitted accordingly. And I think my favorite interaction between them was when Marin and uh, Violet were talking, and they were talking about what they have to do to become a flyer. And they're like, Yeah, we have to jump off this cliff like onto a griffin. And if you don't make it, you plummet into the water below. And then Violet's like, damn, that is badass. She's like, But well, what do you do with all the bodies? And she's like, they just get out of the water and then they join another, <laughs> like another unit. Yeah. And Violet, like you said, is just like, what? <laughs> like, that's a thing. Like people can survive that. Yeah, with just embarrassment. Yeah, because you need those people. So, I having their minds expand and <gasps> just show them like how chaotic they are. I think was really helpful, and I think there was just a lot of growth on both sides. And I also liked seeing the Iron Squad figure out how to trust other people even though they weren't with them for that first full year they had to figure out how to make it work because they were part of that squad now so i i did appreciate that i
1: have been <laughs> saying me and maren <laughs> glad we're on the same wavelength she's like no we yeah still need people because you know <laughs> if you think about it all those people who yeah. died at Vasquez, how much more of a yeah. backing would you have for this war that is coming if you guys just stop right. killing fucking everybody? Just an idea. Your infantry, which were basically the front, they were the Marines of this whole thing. They were the ones that were going out first and dying the most. Your healers, how many Menders ha- could have had the sickness and you would have more Menders? I'm just saying, this is ridiculous. And then that moment when that the Griffin Flyer passed away and the, the dude was sobbing, because uh, so I think it, it was, was like his a brother. City. Something it's like that. and then they were like oh they my god like, emotion and I'm yeah. like
0: but they, they said it. They're like, wow, we have really been desensitized yeah. to this, and yes. it's an awakening for all of them. I think.
1: I think that's what they needed the most is like, oh damn, you know, he's sitting there crying because it's I don't know his sibling, and that's a hard thing to go through. Not okay. Well, yeah, it was a Tuesday, Kat so, Kat so he died off
0: the parapet. Whoopsies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, cat with a C. I could t- I could definitely she could have been thrown off of a parapet. Um, I did not like her. I did not like this catty nonsense we were doing, like her Mm-mm. quest for the crown or whatever bullshit I was like again madam you are too talented and you have too much going for you for this to be the only thing you care about in your entire life so I'm glad we kind of snapped out of that relatively quickly because I I don't I don't need that I don't need that in this book I'm just I'm tired of it
1: also like you knew about the venom like you got shit to fry can we focus on the big problem here like
0: he doesn't even have a real crown like come on man go after eric she's definitely gonna Uh, put shit uh, at eric when she (laughs) figures it out
1: do that Yeah. Throw it at him. I just keep thinking. I was like, are we not thinking about the bigger picture? Because no. like y'all are yeah. really dying. Okay, so about 65% of the book goes through and then we find a purpose of what's going on. Here is the action building. We have the (laughs) Venomville coming to take over the War College. So Vi figures it out. She runs to the assembly because she does a lot of running in this book, runs in and she's like, I got it. They're going to attack War College. Let's go back and save everybody. And half of the assembly is like, "Mm, nah, they can go. It's okay. I'm still holding a grudge. And then Violet and maybe a few other people are like no there's civilians there. What well, they the,
0: did have the first meeting, right, with her mother, because obviously that's when her mom found out Brennan was alive and the general oh. and all of this. So and that was the first time that Navarre Basquiat was basically like, Melgren has seen the outcome of this war and we are going to lose. And everybody like Violet, Zayden, well, mostly Zayden, because he was kind of like the voice of the assembly, Brennan, all of them were like, sorry, you didn't care about anybody else. Why should we care about you? They fly back. Violet sits on it and is like, the Venon from Venomville are leading us astray. Realizes, like you said, Mm -hmm. that Baskiath is actually where they're going because of the veil and all the dragons. Oh, and we haven't even talked about the fact that she's trying to literally light this column on fire to start the wards. So at that point, then she runs. Then there's the running. And she's like, guys, we have to go. They're taking over Baskiath. And the assembly is like, (laughs) meh, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Luckily enough, people did care and they did end up going. Would I have gone at this point to save Basquiat? Yes, because with the initial with the initial proposal, I was even like, guys, you have to go. You have to be the bigger people here. The point is not to be exactly like them. It's to be better. That's that's the point of this rebellion, is it not? I know you guys don't have a mission statement, but that should be the point of any rebellion. It's better <laughs> than who you were rebelling against. Otherwise, what is the effing point, right? Yes, I 100% would have gone back because if that veil falls, if Navarre falls, I don't care how strong you think you are. You guys are next. You have no one else that is going to be able to help you.
1: I, I don't really understand. I know that we don't see them. We don't go actually into any of the towns, but there are like a yeah. lot of civilians that are going on here and they just keep saying, oh, yeah, they took out this one. They yeah. took out this city and took out this city. And I'm like, guys, you have people that are probably related yeah. to you in this village. Why wouldn't... She? I get the grudge, but I don't. Like, I also think Brennan with his mom, I was yeah, like, all right, that was bro, mommy like, issues. I that wasn't even you know? thinking. So I thought it was a little crazy at that point. I was like, are we... And she's, like you said, we haven't really touched on it, but she's trying to figure out this Wardstone. It's not fucking working. The only other one
0: is at Basquiat. Why wouldn't you even go over there to figure it out? I'm still mad about that whole thing, though, because it literally said you need the six and one. Never did it only say you need six. There was always a seventh summer. I didn't know what that seven something was, but they were all ignoring that. It was driving me crazy throughout this book. I was like, there's seven. There are fucking seven. And it took them 90% 90% of the book to realize that it was
1: when they like did the whole exercise with the six I was like nobody is thinking this is Mm-mm. gonna work like you're not gonna Mm-mm. get this like we all know this is and, not like, blood helped, isn't but right at
0: least it was at like 70% but it just wasn't fully right
1: and then when they cut their hands and all put it on I was like what are we doing it was never
0: like, about you it's always about a... the dragons this you cool know... book is about faded mates that are dragons it's not even about Zayden and Violet let's be <sighs> real alright so in this book we we got all the siblings we have Brennan, we have Mira. They're okay. all together in this rebellion that's going nowhere. Y'all, y'all know what my biggest pet peeve is in this book. Uh, we got some great sibling interactions and some very intense sibling and mom moments in this book. Did you get your sibling fix here? Was this everything you wanted it to be?
1: It was because Mira acted exactly how I knew she was when she saw punched Brennan, and she was like, so happy. And Then she punched him right in the fucking face, and I was like, I knew it. I said it in the last episode. I was like, if I was her, I'd punch him in the face, and that's exactly what happened. And I love that. That moment i guess maybe she didn't do this because of maybe the next book and that's going to be brennan's guilt trip for himself i wish there would have been more of an interaction between him and his mom that was like a little less hostile from his end i was like can we move a little past this i always really like seeing mira and her mom go against each other because I, I just picture them as a mirrored like image of human. one another like yes, they're yes. they're the same human but i really did enjoy the moments when like i was like is it cause you thought the scribe's quadrant wasn't as good as the writer? And she was like, uh, the love of my life was a scribe, like what, what are you the talking are you about yeah that was my favorite moment with her mom it never even occurred to her that hello. that would be a thing hello yeah i i'm glad the three of them recoup i was like if mira does not see bread in this book i'm gonna be real pissed yeah. i was very happy with it so i have no complaints on that and as long as there Mira punched him in the face which is what i needed
0: and it I happened your so cat is cat is happy with the we got the sibling fix in this story and i'm glad they were all mm-hmm. on the same side because i would have been really mad if they weren't okay one of our other big complaints from fourth wing i remember yelling about about this on that episode, was the ambiguous Venon from Venonville. We knew nothing about them. We didn't really understand how they were operating. We didn't know what the hell they were doing. Again, what is their purpose? Do you feel like we got that info about the Venon in this book?
1: No, I don't. I don't. I still am unsure as to what we're doing. I know there is uh, Jeff Goldblum's character yeah. gave them a book yeah. on the Venon and was like, here are some notes and nobody opened it. And read it. And even though they were fighting them, I don't understand what we're doing here and why nobody's delving into this. Obviously, zayden's mom is That's going to be though. the mayor, so mm-hmm. that could be in the book. I don't understand what's going on.
0: I don't know either. <laughs> we got a little bit more, at least, about some of their hierarchy. We learned a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit more about their operational purposes and like a little bit worry about what they were trying to do. But like, again, the Venom from Venomville have no purpose in my head because cool, their ultimate goal is just to take over all of Navarre, take over this continent, this island, whatever the hell it is. Okay, but then what do you do when you kill everybody on it? What is your ultimate goal? You're just going to rule a dead piece of land?
1: I agree, because you think about it, like, let's say they do win and they take over. How will they reproduce? Do they reproduce? Because eventually- You're going to kill everybody. Gonna You're going like, to kill all
0: the earth. What? <laughs> what are we doing, Mayor of Venenville? Because I still don't understand ultimate intention is. I don't understand the intention here.
1: I think there needs to be more. You are right. We did get a little, little easy bit more did you notice that violet almost pulled from the earth when she was like Mm -hmm, on -hmm, the mm wardstone i was like mm -hmm. look how easy that is what if you just accidentally did
0: it i thought it was gonna be her to be honest i thought she was gonna accidentally stumble into vendenville that's who i thought it was gonna be
1: so (laughs) if prince zayden (laughs) couldn't be any more being like the top dog which is this is getting a little out of hand he has a second signet surprise And his second signet is the one that they kill everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. of course it is. (laughs) He can read intentions. He's an intuitive Mm -hmm. or something like that. I think that's what they call it. How would you have felt if you were Violet? And also, how annoyed would you have been if you had to sit there and calculate it? It was like she was doing that meme with the chick and all all the calculations all
0: around her. Just fucking say it, bro. There was one thing that I believe came out of the scene that I did like, though. And I think this was part of their fight and information. And I like when they finally got to the point where she was like, Zayden, information is my love language. I need information to function as a human, and he was like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like and we finally hit a breakthrough. Like this moment to me, maybe I weird, but I didn't think this was that big of a deal. I, I Obviously, it's a big deal that he has a second signet because this intentions thing, they're killing people because of this. Mm-hmm. It was one thing if he could read every single thought that has ever gone through your head. And I mean, he can with Violet if she doesn't have her guards up, but for everybody. Like, that's one thing. He can only see intentions. I don't know why she freaked out to this extent about being able to see an intention. That is a an asset, especially when you are constantly at war. That is not... Him intruding on your personal innermost thoughts, which he can already do. So I don't, I don't understand why she was so worked up about it, other than the fact that he didn't tell her. So Gail hadn't even told Taryn, which I felt worse about that because Taryn was like, "What the fuck?" Like he, he was very upset and hurt, and I feel very bad for Taryn. I felt worse for yeah. the dragons than I did for these two in that moment.
1: I just like want to go back to the intention thing. Like just because I intend, like the moment to like kill mm-hmm. somebody, just because you have like a. M- a half a second of I mean, intention. I you're going
0: to act on it. You can't see the future. You don't know. There's yeah, still free no. will involved. So I, I don't think it was as big of a deal.
1: Uh, when she said that and then she was doing the calculations in her head and then we got there, I was like, is yeah. that it? It's
0: like, okay. Yeah.
1: I thought his set, second segment was going to be something like way. He can like be a heart yeah. where he like psh, stops hearts. I don't know. Something that was like a bigger deal. I was just like, all right, well.
0: Okay. Maybe that's Garrick's. uh, Maybe he's also like an intention, something intuitive. And that's why nobody knows is because he's not allowed to discuss it.
1: Yeah, when Sigil bared her neck, I was like, I was
0: like I'm more concerned like, about their relationship than I ever was about Zayden and Violet. I was like, they yeah. real
1: fighting. Oh, them. God. Real yeah. issue.
0: I got very nervous for them.
1: I was like, I hope you guys work this out. Also, there's Correct. bigger issues happening than this
0: nonsense. Let's We'll yep. circle back to that later on well, in your day. We'll get into it because well, this book's ending was absolutely insane once we got Violet and Zayden to finally agree on how to proceed in their relationship and that she needs information and... He will communicate regardless of whether she asks right questions. Like it took 500 pages, but we got there. We find ourselves in this gigantic battle at Basquiat. And the first part of the battle was just getting people at Basquiat to realize that there was actually a shit situation. And I say shit-tuation about to occur because nobody believed them. Cool. Did you find this battle and this whole last like 100, 150 pages more or less intense than the ending of Fourth Wing?
1: Oh, it was definitely more intense. There were current, certain instances I was like, what is going on? Violet is just bing, 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 all over the place. I was like, thank God you started running with Imogen. And I like that there was that part where she was like, let's yeah, just her. running and yelling. Yeah, it was the flyers. <laughs> <laughs> I, she was doing drive-bys, mm-hmm. like run-bys. I just thought it was very chaotic, which yeah. I guess a war is. Everything's happening for some reason. Poor Sawyer, he lost a leg. Little Jasmina's coming out there trying to find her little mans. No, don't do that right now. Get back inside. And, and Darna's like, she
0: reminded yeah. me of like a hungry hippo. I she just, just, was just loved like, it because I could see bra-bra-. her. Coming out of the darkness and like fading back in. I was like, oh, and darn, I love you.
1: And then, of course, the Ward Stone. Brennan almost dies
0: trying to return the Ward Stone. Do we Wars need to talk Stone. about fucking also- Jack Barlow before that? Because he's the reason the Wards went down again. in the first place. Fucking. Jack goddamn Barlow. Can we frustrated. just talk about for like 300 pages? He was like not in the and book. And then he's just like, oh, <laughs> just kidding, everyone. I'm Strigoy, a.k.a. Venon from Venonville. And I'm going to break this ward stone so that you can all crumble and die. And we find out that's what freaking Nolan has been doing this whole time, is trying to heal the Venon, Jack. He just sets this whole fuckery in motion. And I was just like, of course you are.
1: And rest in peace to his
0: dragon. Oh, bad for the dragon, God. I hope Darren's I hope I so, after
1: his ass now because he killed so. his friend. I, I hope him. they're really, or Coda. I'm really hoping Coda's getting off his old ass and doing something about it. Uh, Yeah, I can't believe that we didn't see Jack for like 300 pages. He and the then,
0: Why am I even surprised?
1: I, I just thought it was a little yeah. unnecessary. I was like, it, you know, and I don't want to redemption him. Like, no. I don't want to save him. No, Again, I don't want it. It's just, I don't like, want it.
0: Dane, I like, uh, fine, but I don't want, ja- no.
1: Again, like you said, they she could have yeah. put Liam in there. Everybody would have been happy. They would have yep. been waiting for a redemption arc. We would have been okay Correct. with him going back. To totally. go like.
0: I think it, it was nice, though, seeing Violet actually trust her squad mates because there were so many moments where she's like, I have to do this and I have to do this. And then she had to remind herself, this is not the chaos of what we saw at the end of Fourth Wing. This is a coordinated, strategic attack. You have to let people do their jobs. And I thought this was a more realistic portrayal of a battle too, instead of the hero just like swooping in and like you know taking out 50 people mm-hmm. with one foul swoop and whatever it was like no 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 you have to trust everyone else
1: i also really like how Taryn was he was her voice reason like you need to chill the fuck out like we got bigger issues we they're coming in left right and up down sideways i'm just gonna put a note for the dragons like i think when everybody's flying together and shit's going down they should just like give the riders free reign to just jump on each other because yeah. people need to be saved so So when Rihanna jumped on Tarn and then Vi had to ask permission to go save Sawyer, I'm like, can we just think about maybe letting that rule kind of bend when we're in the middle of war? As Vi jumps off Tarn, she goes to the Wardstones, starts sprinting and running by everybody, goes down. Brennan has mended it to the best of his ability and almost died. New, Mm -hmm. New power, good for him. And she decides to give up her power to imbue the ward stone and while this is happening she's starts to pull from the earth for a hot second before general lilith her mommy dearest comes in love this how she boots her out literally and gets sloan and that whole scene perfect I just, I loved everything about it. She was like, I killed your mom. It was me. Suck the life out of me and put it into the Wardstone. How did you feel about what Yaros did with her mom?
0: I thought this was a really fitting end for their mom because she went out the way a general who actually je- cares about their children would go out. She was not going to let Violet sacrifice her life for something like this. And you know what? It, it made sense because she had spent her whole life serving this country, This a lot of it serving this college. And so for her to be the one who put its protection back in place and that be her legacy, I think made so much sense. And it was a, a great ending if somebody had to go out in this way. I think that was perfectly executed i think we got to see a lot about lilith in this one and you realize she's not like this horrible evil person she's a general she's been in war her whole life obviously she's gonna look at situations a little bit differently but, um i really i really liked this part i thought it was really well done and
1: everything about that situation was just she just did so well writing that and the little note afterwards where she wrote to her husband i'm not gonna go out on a war i'm gonna go out saving my children and it, that in a sense just completely described her and i and I remember we talked about it in the first episode. She may not be mother of the year, but she damn well loves her kids, even if for the pure fact it's an extension of her husband. And I loved how she wrote the reactions with Mira coming in and was like, what the fuck? And then Brennan's like, wait, no, yep. too late for that. And he put his little war jacket on top of her. And I liked that. Pour one out for yep. the general Lilith. That was a like very, yep. very well done
0: I agree. It was closure. It was fitting. It was beautifully done, unlike Mm -hmm. Liam, Rebecca. We also realized that Andarna, and there have been hints throughout this whole book, like we know Andarna is a black dragon. She's got a scorpion tail, which is amazing. And then we also just get these glimmers of like, oh, her scales look sky blue. Oh, they look like kind of ruby red. Oh, they're just glittery. Maybe that'll just go away when she's out of her adolescent phase. I was like, Violet, she's literally a chameleon. Like she's blending in with her surroundings. She became a stone. She faded into the blackness. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> it wasn't that hard to pick up on. Um, but she's basically just like the leader of an entire seventh gen of dragons that we didn't even know existed. What do you think this means for Andarda's future?
1: I mean, I'm hoping there's some eggs Somewhere that she has. It's not just like a <laughs> den, so. one, like a solo den. I also thought it was really sweet that she was like, Why are you black? And she was like, Because Terrence's black and everybody likes him. Oh, and- you just want mm-hmm. to be like your big brother. I thought that was so cute. I'm hoping this brings a whole different weapon into this war because we're going to need a little bit more of her. And not that the other dragons are not wonderful in their own right. Having somebody who can just creep out of the shadows and. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Amdarna this book. She was the perfect 13-year-old child.
0: Karen just like, Like, (laughs) oh, just like rolling his eyes constantly.
1: I want to see if the elders are going to come out to play is actually my
0: I think they're going to have to because I think we're getting into some really uh, unique territory with a seventh den basically coming back to life. Who knows if there's other eggs that are like her. She said she waited. Amdarna waited 650 years, so there's no way she's the only one. But I feel like there's just too much shit going down for them to not be like, all right, we gotta be part of this assembly. Maybe they'll organize the humans. They've got it way more together. I, I'm
1: hoping Corey lived through this and I hope he has like a moment where like it's like all
0: of them and he's like,
1: Hi. <laughs> Like, Thriving, <laughs> Just, like so excited,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many ends. There's so many moments. You're like, this is it. It's not. It's not it. We basically find out Violet has been having really terrible nightmares about the venom. And about the sage in the Venon and just this like really powerful being in Venonville. Realize at the very end that she has actually been channeling Zayden's dreams uh, because Zayden has been basically prophesizing <laughs> about this showdown he's going to have with the sage at the end. And I'm also a little bit confused about the end because basically Zayden t- turns trigoy like he turns into a Venon. And Violet, Mm -hmm. he literally is like refusing to show Violet his eyes and he looks at her and we see the red ring and we're like, oh, for fuck's sake. But then it just flashes forward to them just sleeping casually by each other and him finding Jack and they're like, oh, hello, fellow venom brother. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, how is Violet just like, yeah, this is fine?
1: Like that whole ending that we saw from Zayden's like point of view. I, I just like, I don't really believe this general is really dead. He was like, no, oh yeah, I killed him. No he dropped in the ground. And I was like, I don't believe that. And I was like, so the third book is obviously going to be about finding the spirit node and Correct. stabbing you through that, whatever, and imbibing. Yep. We've already bought. We're, we're imbibing spirit wardstone. into a wardstone.
0: Like slam it through Zayden's yeah. heart. Something's going to happen.
1: I don't understand. At that point, I honestly feel like. Violet, if that was me, I'd be like, all right, well, I need a nap. Can we deal with this in the morning? Like, can you not kill me until morning at this point? I probably would not have slept in the same bed as him. I, I do feel like I would probably need yeah. like a nap. My mom just died. I'm I we just came out of a war. You are now a strigoi. Can can you give me like two seconds, two seconds, and then we'll deal with this problem now. I kind of get that, but I don't really understand him going down to Jack, who is also a baby venom, and was like, how do you figure it out? And he's like, what the yeah. fuck is Jack
0: now? What? And also, why are we keeping him? But I think it's also hard to really understand the severity of him turning Venom because we don't really know what that means. Because Jack obviously turned Venom for a completely different reason than Zayden turned Venom. Is he still in control of his mind? Because even, you know, we keep referencing Vampire Academy and Dimitri turning into a Strigoi. But even when we're in that moment where Dimitri is a Strigoi he's still rational and he's making rational arguments and like the way he's thinking is yeah a little bit darker but he wasn't out of control you know what I mean it was just like oh turn everybody to me Zayden is, doesn't seem out of control so I'm like what does it even mean in this context I don't know
1: well at the same time you think about it and like when the venom, they talk about well why shouldn't mm-hmm. people from the earth like mm-hmm. it's, e- it's basically it's like mm-hmm. easier access so why wouldn't they and they have all access because it's earth and it's a lot easier than just yeah. a being of dragon in my head i'm thinking not one of you has an actual reasoning like you're just kind of yeah. bad to be
0: bad you're just like mm, easy access okay so why wouldn't they be able to just live as venin and not go on like murderous rampages if they just yeah and i i don't know i guess that's where we'll go in the third book we see what does this mean zayden joining venville mean for all of this is a cure needed like is he just like a secret spy what does it mean maybe
1: they'll actually open the book yeah, that Jeff Goldblum and read it I'm just really hoping we get rid of Jack because I just think it's an unnecessary plot are they going to become friends are you going to try no I don't want that
0: and also he knows nothing no, about being Bennett. he really doesn't he hasn't been doing anything except for hiding in the college and somebody working on him and obviously he was communicating with the sage mage general person we don't know it no. any more
1: than we did in the last book and there's also now a playbook that nobody's <laughs> listening to or Shocker. reading
0: All right. Well, all in all, Mm. definitely read this. I would hope you are going to read it regardless if you've already read Fourth Wing. I don't know why you wouldn't want to know what happens. But uh, in our opinion, this just got better. So I have very high hopes for the third book because I feel like if you can get a solid second book out of the way... I feel a lot more confident in the rest of the series. The second book is the hardest, especially when you have uh, the viral moments that Fourth Wing did, so. Oh my God. I can, You've, yeah. Next book, she killed I off can. everybody. Yeah. We're all like, I absolutely Fuck can. I 100% can.
1: Don't ruin right? your career, Yaros. That's what
0: happened to Veronica Roth. We all canceled we her. Never, we canceled her before ever. canceling was a thing. We are like, mm-hmm. and we're done here.
1: Mm-hmm. Terrible.
0: All right well we want to hear from you was iron flame a rage or a rave email us at hello at page rage com or dm us on insta at page rage underscore podcast and of course please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast network